0: So a new Drake album just dropped, and that is a sacred time for Toronto, let me tell you, folks. Women from all over the city dress up as pagan druids from ancient times. They just get in their big cloaks that they have stuffed in the back of their closet for uh, such an occasion. And uh, they, they light a candle, and they carry the candle, each single file, down to Cherry Beach. There's thousands of them, and they leave the candle at the shore. And it's a, it's a ritual. It's uh, They just wait for the sixth god to appear in in hopes that he will appear. He doesn't always come. Uh, I believe the last time the Six God Oracle showed up was for the release of Nothing Was the Same. And ever since then, Drake, he he became larger than life and just hasn't had time to return. Uh, I think this year, just uh, uh, like a a rep came by and just gave out signed autographs of just uh, a wheelchair Jimmy from Degrassi. That was Drake's old character from Degrassi. No uh yeah the six six God Oracle is what he apparently he just merges he he emerges from the lake he just emerges from the lake and appears and he just blesses the entire crowd and uh you have about a, I think a year of good luck meaning and by good luck in Toronto it means you, you can you just squeeze by paying your rent that's about it no but uh not not so generous but hey what do you want? You got to make your own way in this world. You can't. You can't always rely on the six god oracle. Who knows what six god oracle is? It could just be a hologram. It could be. It could. It could just be a crackhead from you know a tunnel nearby who just hey this is my big moment. Everybody's high on Molly. I'm just. I'm gonna be re- pretend to be a local celebrity. I don't know. I'm not making sense. But the no the six god oracle. That's uh, the closest thing to Toronto has to I I guess a an urban legend a myth of some kind. Scotland's got the Loch Ness monster. The Pacific Northwest has Bigfoot, and Toronto six got Oracle. That's what it is. Now, and of course, uh, I, I listened to the new Drake album, and I haven't been a fan of Drake like a real fan of Drake for the last I don't know in in a few years. So I'm never really up. He's got too much material. That's what it is. He's got to. And he's still relatively young, but he has all of this whether it's his albums, whether it's his mixtapes, whether it's his collaborative albums that he's done with people, there's too many fucking songs. And it's just it's every one of them is like a dance. It's not it's like the left foot, forward, right foot, slide, whatever it is. Whatever. He's he's got the dances going. It's just a fucking two step. Like if Drake told people to uh do do a, a headstand and dance like that, people would find a way to do it. And it would be all over TikTok and the social media, and he'd have a song playing underneath it, and it would it would be a whole ordeal. But he, he really knows how to get people going. He, he's always setting trends. He's always So I will give him that. I, I'm just not as big a fan as I once was. But I remember seeing the, the, the birth of Drake. This was back in the early 2010s. I remember going to see his shows, At the uh, the Molson Amphitheater, or back when it was the now it's the Budweiser stage, and I I remember him that first concert, the first year he was like really big when when he was breaking away from like Young Money, like Lil Wayne fame, because he was always just this fucking, I don't know, he was like this manservant who would come out on stage while Lil Wayne was playing, and he'd rap a verse and then go back stage and like you know and just sit on the couch, like you know, Weezy would just be like, all right, that that's enough, that's enough, Drizzy. Okay, you can stop talking about flowers and 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 your 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 girlfriend's bed and shit and just go back and just and just relax, man. That was that's my best low Wayne impression. No, but he was like that and then I remember seeing him at the Molson Amphitheater. Uh, he didn't even have a fucking album out, I don't think. He had like 6 songs and he ended up selling this place out and not only that, but bringing surprise guests. He had Rick Ross come out. He had Cardinal Official, out. And then he had the, the fucking one-two punch at the end. Eminem came out to perform his forever verse. The whole place, like if, if a venue could be lit on fire without actually being lit on fire, it happened that night. And I remember just him creeping out of this dark space and the entire place exploded. It was just, I'd never seen a, a, an artist that powerful before. I think I maybe told the story, but I was with my friend Farhan and we were like eighteen, turning nineteen, and it was just that was the coolest thing, still to this day, one of the coolest things that I've ever seen. And I, I saw Eminem one other time in Camden, New Jersey, when I was fourteen, and I'm not going to tell that story today. Maybe on the next podcast. But uh, and then Jay Z came out that night for uh, Drake, and he closed down the whole fucking show. Like that—that that was unbelievable. So Drake—Drake Drake had pull from the very beginning. He had influence from the very beginning. There were a lot of people who just saw him he's this young kid from Toronto there's there's a little bit of novelty to him he's a Jewish Canadian rapper uh and he's just he he got clout very easily from that but there was also a lot of fucking talent that's that's how I feel I think longevity yeah you you do have to stay relevant you have to stay with the times and a lot of the time you got to change your style but it's also talent that brings you to those lengths as well like if you really truly are going to be an artist or an actor or a comic who stands the test of time you have to have some fucking talent the biggest stars that I've seen in concert forget how much of a gimmick they were forget how cheesy they were there was something there's a talent and a skill that sets them apart from the from the other idiots that are doing the same thing that never made it to the heights that they did so you you got to have some fucking skill and uh Drake definitely does. Uh Kanye, on the other hand, uh, wow. I don't know what to say. Th- that new album, I didn't make it through the first three songs. And I was really rooting for him to come out with a banger. There's a few people who are holding on. They're like, no, I'm not giving up my Kanye loyalty. I gotta fucking No, I gotta give the guy props where it's due. Like he's just listening to a Kanye song is just it's like listening to just like a cryptic message from from just some crazy guy on the street. You're just like, so, but what, what does it all mean? What does it all mean? What What's that part there? What's that part there where he just starts humming uncontrollably? Is he talking about Trump? Who, 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 who is he referencing? And you're just really trying, you got, you got to sit there with a pad of paper and a pen and just start decoding shit. If, if you're really into deciphering what the fucking guy's saying, and I do think that he's a genius. I think that he's a musical genius. I think that the sound that he's brought to, not just hip-hop, but music, has been revolutionary in a lot of ways. So he does deserve those props. But yeah, just wasn't a fan of this new album. From like the stuff that I heard. It is what it is. I don't know. It, 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 there is such thing as having too big a catalog, and I think guys like Eminem and Drake and Kanye, they've all reached that point. but it is what it is like old kanye like college dropout late registration uh graduation those are classic albums all all, all the way to um whatever the one was uh, was it 808s and heartbeats whichever one uh the the one from 2010 with like runaway and show, whatever I'll, I'll probably remember it as soon as I'm finished recording I always have that issue oh man yeah, but it always comes down like this week. It just came down to Drake or Kanye. Who do you got? Who who do you like better? And I just I can't stand the compare. They're not really all that alike. Like Drake is kind of this lover boy, Canadian type, and Kanye is this guy from from Chicago, right? They have two completely different backgrounds. Drake started out as an actor. Kanye as a producer. Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's not Jay Z and Nas. Those are two guys from the same place that had very similar upbringings. Yeah, I don't know why they're they're they've been pitted together as of late, or against each other, whatever. Uh, but whatever whatever the reason is, uh, the person who usually brings it up, Drake or Kanye, uh, normally follows up with some very strong opinions about vaccine passports that's uh that's a conversation that's going to be heating up not just uh toronto city but new york has talked about i don't know if new york implemented it yet california is talking about it a bunch of these places are bringing it in people are not happy and uh, for a lot of these places man it is the anxiety that some of these employees must be going through of having to ask people for their vaccine pass and having that one person who hasn't been vaccinated start yelling at them or somebody getting mad the 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 anxiety of especially a lot of these younger people from like Gen Z who are working at restaurants or the hosts of these restaurants and got to stand there hours on end. Hi, hello, welcome. Let me get you seated, this and that. And now they got to ask for more shit. Now they got to ask you for the vax pad. And some of these people aren't so social. A lot of restaurateurs, a lot of waiters, a lot of people, they're not the talkative bunch that they used to be they have a bit of trouble making conversation. Some of them even eye contact. And let me tell you, I can relate. But restaurant people, like waiters back in my parents' day, they were ambassadors for the neighborhood. They were ambassadors for the town. A tourist came in visiting for the first time. They wanted to know where all the sites were. A a, a waiter would would, would advise them. They would make conversation. And they got a big-ass tip because of it. And it wasn't just that. You could confide in them. You could tell them your deepest, darkest secrets. Like, I'm thinking of coming out to my entire family. But my father is an evangelical Christian. And I really don't know how he's going to fare with all of this news. And the restaurant would be like, well, you know, you need to do this, that, and the other. And, and open with uh, possibly a joke. and open They would give you advice. Bartenders as well. Now you're, you're you're lucky if one of them says hello to you. They just throw your menu in your face and say, Hey, you want fucking appetizers, prick? No, we don't have deep fried pickles. How about I shove a cheese stick up your ass? Very contentious people. I just want to get back to the time when, you know, you could just talk to a way, wh- and they could act as your therapist. Oh, so your wife's sleeping with another guy? Well, uh, I mean, don't buy a gun. It could be as simple as that. Oh, my. I drank yesterday. I drank last night. I, I pretty much, this is Labor Day weekend, so, uh, or by the time this comes out, it's going to be just, uh, I guess a regular Friday, everybody's just back to the grind, slaving away at the nine to five, but um, what a you, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, I can't drink the way I used to, and I'm coming to terms with it, and I'm, I'm kind of cool with it, man, like I, you know, I, I don't want to wake up hungover all the time, feeling like a boulder is sitting on my forehead, it, it's rough. I mean, you know, alcohol deceives you, especially when you're younger, man. Like, I, I, I remember being a kid and drinking with my buddies. We would experiment with all kinds of beer and whiskey and all types of shit. And if you got sick, that was it. It, it lasted 20 minutes. And then you felt okay. Whatever. You slept it off. The next morning, you you were able to function. Now, like, I'm, I'm a corpse for, like, the next three days. I'm just walking around like an extra on The Walking Dead. No one talked to me. When my sunglasses are on and my coffee is tightly gripped in my hand, I don't want to have con I I, I don't want to speak to anybody. That's how you know to stay away from me. But I remember being a kid and drinking for the first couple times, and like you felt you felt invincible in a lot of ways. Like you you honestly believe like at 1920 just drinking beers with my buddies, whether it was in a backyard or in a fucking parking lot somewhere watching skateboard pricks fall on their face. Very fun. Dinner and a show. Uh, but I, I remember just going, like, I could do this every night. I could drink every night and not feel a thing. Like you just. Eh. And in reality, what you don't realize at that age, because you're so naive and stupid, you really do only have a good Four or five-year window, if you're lucky, of solid drinking before it starts going downhill. Before the hangovers get heavier. Before alcohol starts making you gain weight. Before things just just collapse around you. Now you can't... Ca- I, like, fuck, I gotta, do, I gotta do a month of planning. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get... I, I'm planning to go out to a birthday party... On the 14th, let me see what I have open. What's going on the week after that? Okay, yeah, I do have to go to a baptism. Oh, shit. Yeah, my great aunt's funeral. I mean, we could probably skip that. I didn't really know her, and uh, when I did meet her, she hit me because I uh, was fooling around with her bingo markers. Uh, what else do we got? I'm just flipping through, flipping through, flipping through. Uh, yeah, I mean, I do have work, but I could probably do that. Hung. Yeah, I mean, you know, the office isn't open. I'm working from home due to the pandemic. Nobody's gonna know. Okay. Yeah. Let let me. Can I go to this birthday party? Uh, I'll, I'll maybe go in and say hello, have a couple drinks. 10 bottles of Coors Light later. <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing the headstand. That that Drake is doing on TikTok. Whatever, man. Uh, I'm gonna leave it there. Something's off. Podcast, episode 46. Don't forget to subscribe. Watch Stagger on YouTube. Stagger a short horror film on YouTube. Laughing Stock Studios. Don't forget to subscribe to that. Uh, follow me on the gram. Something's off. Alex DeWitt. TikTok. All that shit. I appreciate it, you guys. that's it is.